Welcome to episode nine of the Convos podcast, where we have conversations on a variety of subjects. I'm your host, Matt McNaughton, and today I am back again with my niece, Jasmine. I'm having conversations with a Gen Zer about their view of the world. And Jasmine, you've mentioned already to me mm-hmm. that you are coming for the co-host chair. Yes, I'm coming for this position. I'm ready. I think I can fulfill it very well. Do you think you could do a better job than Ben? Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm <what>? sorry, Ben. <laughs> All right, so what makes you qualified to be the co-host? We're having an interview for the co-host chair Okay. live on air. So I wasn't prepared for this interview, but I feel like one good thing that I could bring to the table is that why have two people... Same age, same gender. You guys cannot, like, like, I am just going to be able to bring a different, what is, I don't even know how to explain perspective? it. Perspective? Perspective. A different perspective. Different age, different gender. I've just grown up completely different. So, like, why would you want the same for, exact one? For not being prepared at all for that question. I'm a genius. You delivered a pretty good Thank you. answer to that. I, I wasn't prepared, but like in my head, that's what I've been thinking the whole time. Ben's going to have to come on and... We're going to be fighting for this. Re- have, he's going to have to have a rebuttal to this. Ben, bring it on. You heard it here? Mr. Ben, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ben, Jasmine is coming for your spot. I don't know. I, I mean, and she has valid points. We should let the audience decide. Oh, a poll. A poll. A poll. Check it out on Twitter at, what's your Twitter? Matt G. Mackin. Matt G. Mackin. We'll do a poll, a poll there. I think that's the Or best. for the old people, we'll do one on Facebook. <sighs> Facebook. And then we'll... It's going to get like two votes. Two votes. <laughs> the two that can figure it out. <laughs> it's from someone's cat. Oh, speaking of the cat, the cat <laughs> is now joining us in the podcast room. All right. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So the the last episode we talked about social media in from a Gen Zers perspective, from a millennials perspective, and and just what it it's it's a part of our world now. Not many people. A lot of people have social media accounts of one way or another it's almost if you don't have a social media account you're missing out on a lot you're missing so much do you think people are, would be better off if they didn't have any social media i feel like no because so much information gets put through social media that if you don't have it how like i guess the news but maybe you'll hear it the news is so diverse these days yeah okay so if you're wanting to read up on a subject, mm-hmm. any subject, okay, and you're wanting to know more about this subject, mm-hmm. where are you going to find your answers? Where are you doing your research? Where are you getting your information? So if I hear, like, well, let's say the Australian wildfires a couple months back, I guess that was a lot of months back and a lot of time. It was the back. beginning of this That's crazy. year, that was which was 20 back. years ago. 20 years ago, yeah. yes. Okay, so. So when I heard about that, I was like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't have enough information on this. So I went straight to Twitter and I have to see, because that was a trending, like, that's like what was happening. Australia was on fire. 
So I went to Twitter. I'm like, what's happening? Like, what do they mean it's on fire? And then you saw all the videos. It's like people are stranded on the beach and everything around them is on fire. And I was like, what is happening right now? Interesting. Okay, so I told you we're not going to make this podcast political. Yes. But we're in a political season. We are. Okay. If you were getting information about politics, where are you looking for that information? Okay, so I actually... I don't think Twitter, because Twitter is... I'm not going to get enough of an equal view on Twitter. It's going to be very left or right. So for my politics, there's a couple people I follow on TikTok that are political, but they are not... Like, they just tell you the facts of it. They're not telling you the facts of the Republicans or the Democrats. Like, they're telling you all the facts. The facts about the topic at hand. Yes. So they're not going to just give you like one-sided, be very biased. They are telling you everything that you want to know. Not just the the good or just the bad. Because you don't, you don't want the... When it comes to a, a political topic, mm-hmm. you're, you're wanting to know the facts of the matter, not how a Republican views it or how a Democrat views it. Yes, that's you correct. To, okay. I want to know what the issue is at hand. How are we going to solve it? I don't care who you are. Who's like, how are we solving it? Okay. We're speaking of solving. You're a big fan of true crime podcast. I am. Okay. You should start a true crime podcast. See, I am just, I don't know if I have the time for that. I could, but that's a lot of research. So you need to find some true time to do a true crime podcast. That's right. Yes. All right. That goes back to our Jasmine and Matt comedy tour. Little joke there. Yes. Catch us in Jacksonville. So... Do Gen Zers listen to podcasts? Or I is think, that just an old people thing? So that's what I thought. I thought it was an old person thing till I started listening to them. And I do not feel like it's an old person thing anymore. Can we define what is an old person? Like, what age? Okay, I'm going to feel bad. Your age. I'm sorry. Oh, man. So 30s? 30s, 40s. 40s is definitely like older. 50s is old person. You are an old person if you're in the 50s. Okay. But. Certified old. Certified old. In your 50s. Yes. I think, I don't know a lot of people that listen to podcasts, but I get a lot of my information through there. I love listening listening to them, but I kind of do only listen to like true crime, but it's stuff that needs to be covered. A lot of it is unsolved. So I'm like, maybe if I listen to this, I hear the facts like. It probably won't happen, but maybe one day I'll come across that person. I'll be like, you're that missing person. You're the missing person. You never yeah. know. You literally never know. So, so, so you're not listening. You're listening to podcasts more from, for a certain genre, but yes. not necessarily for information about whatever. Yeah, I just like listening to, I like knowing the facts of stuff. And in true crime, it's like, there's not anything else besides the facts. Right, you have to start there. You have to, yeah. And so I like listening to just, like, what happened. And then I do like listening to the theories and stuff of, like, what we think might have happened to them. Do you think most Gen Zers are very concerned about the facts? Yes, that's a big thing. We just, we want to know the facts about everything. If you don't have facts to back it up, you're pretty much irrelevant. Interesting, okay. Yes. Okay. So tonight, we're going to talk about just a little bit more serious than social media. All right, so we're going to talk about important conversations happening in the world Mm -hmm. and a Gen Zer's view of it 
and and what's going on. So the first question I'm going to ask is probably the most important one of the entire conversation. Mm-hmm. Is what is your view of the office? The show? The show. I love that show. Okay. I love the office. I don't know why people don't like it. So do, do you find it because it hasn't been off the air long, but you've only watched it via streaming, right? Yes. I never saw, like, I wasn't waiting up on a Monday night for a new episode to come out. Of, Do you think it's the greatest TV show of all time? It is very close, because I am guaranteed to laugh every time I watch this Every show. time? Every time. Favorite episode. Do you have one? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, I was just talking about this with my dad. It is the CPR episode. Oh, where... Dun, dun, stay, dun, dun, staying a lot. Staying. Okay. Yes, that is the funniest episode ever. Because that is when Dwight starts to fire. Is it? Is it, is it the yeah, same? I think Stanley that... has the heart attack? Yes. Uh, I don't know. And they that bring might the be dummy in. I think it's the same episode. I think that it's right around the same ones because they are doing the training for. Are Gen Zers watching The Office? Yeah, I think a lot of us are. So I know a lot of people say like, liking The Office is not a personality trait, but it says a lot about you. You are either funny and you have good humor, or you don't. And if you don't watch The Office, you don't. I'm sorry. Heard it here. That's the facts. The facts. The That's facts right. Of, have you watched Parks and Rec? Yes. Also very funny. Okay. I do like Parks and Rec. Okay. But I think The Office, you have to have a certain humor for it, and not everybody has it. The elite have it. The elite have it. Yes. So if you're going to watch something, mm-hmm. you got some free time, you're not working, you don't have school, you just want to watch something on TV. Yes. What are you watching? I would probably go to... The Office is one of those because I can just mindlessly watch it. Okay. I do not need to know the storyline, nothing. I can just turn it on, boom. Or I like Grey's Anatomy a lot. Okay. Yes. So these are not current... Well, Grey's Anatomy is still on, I think, right? It is. But it's a long-running show. 15 seasons. So nothing current, really. That's new, that you're just... I watched this one show. I cannot remember what it is. How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. I've started watching that, but it's like very repetitive. And I just, it's like an intention. Do you watch a lot of TV? I don't. I do not. Okay. I don't even have a TV in my room. Why? why do you watch TV on a device? More often than not? So, yeah. If I were to, I only use Netflix pretty much. I just got a new laptop, so that's how I watch it sometimes. But okay. before that... I was only watching it on my phone. So you're not watching much TV? No. Is that normal for people your age? I don't think so. My best friend doesn't have a TV in her room either. So she's not watching a lot of TV? No. I think for me, because I'm always like trying to do something, if I have something to do, I turn on a podcast and then start doing my stuff. Like okay. if I have to clean my room, podcast. Okay. So you're not, when it comes to getting news and information, you're not watching the major television networks to get that information? No. Like CNN or Fox News or... No. I do not like... Because it is just... Like, how you hear it? Fake news. It's not telling you the full story. It's only giving you half of it most of the time. So I don't... I do not like that. Okay. Uh, I asked you this question the other day. 
and I found it interesting because you were born in 2001, mm-hmm. right after 9-11. Like less than a month after, yes. Okay, so what do you know of 9-11? It's just from what people have told you and what you... I've actually done a lot of my own research on it because in school I haven't... It's not a subject in my, like, growing up. I'm already out of high school. That wasn't a subject that was touched on because it's so recent. It's not even in, like, history books yet. I don't know. I don't think it is. Maybe it is now, but elementary school definitely did not learn about it because it was a sore subject. still is for a lot of people. So I did a lot of my own research about 9-11, terrorist attacks. This is going to get... This is probably the most controversial get. Uh-oh. I have formed some of my own opinions about it, which, because I wasn't in it, I didn't live it, so it's not, like, super emotional for me. Like, it's really sad what happened, but I think maybe the terrorist attack idea might have been, like, I think there's a little bit more to that than just some crazy terrorist attack happened. It was just terrorists. I think it might have been a little bit planned. Because there's a lot of facts to back that up. Yeah. And I'm very unbiased towards it because I didn't live it. Because you, you can set aside the emotional side of it mm-hmm. and look at it factually. Yes. Interesting. Because I was in high school when it happened. Mm-hmm. And I was in, I don't remember, you know, everybody says, I remember where I was mm-hmm. when it happened. So I was in history class when we found out. So I remember life before that Mm -hmm. like going to airports and and now most of my life has been lived after after that Mm -hmm. so there is a so we're come by the time this episode airs we'll have had passed the 19th anniversary of 9-11 that's so crazy which it's it's hard for me to imagine because there's a lot of vivid memories so i was in september 2001 in high school, in August of 2001, my family took a trip up to New York, and I have a picture right in front of the Twin Towers. That's crazy. Less than a month before there was attacks. So I look at that story a lot differently, and it's very emotional because it is probably the most major event that's happened in my lifetime. And for you, it's something in the history books. Mm -hmm. So I asked, my grandparents, a couple of weeks ago, I asked them, what was the first major news event, whether nationally or, or globally, that they could remember? And they both said Pearl Harbor. That's crazy. So that, I mean, I just learned Pearl Harbor from the history books. Mm-hmm. I have no emotional attachment to it. To yeah. them, that's something different. Um. My first memory, major memory, is probably the first Gulf War in the early 90s. Somewhere around there. It could be the O.J. Simpson white Bronco chase. Yes. Um, I feel like I lived through that with all the videos I've seen of it. All the videos. That's crazy. um, (laughs) So I can't remember. Somewhere around that. What would be your first major event that you remember just being... Shocking. My first one, definitely. We kind of touched on this in the other episode. It was the shooting at the movie theater. And I was young. I don't know how, what year that was. I feel like I was pretty young, but 
I'm not sure exactly how old I was. And I just remember that. That was like the scariest thing I've ever heard of. And I saw it on the news. It's like kind of unfolding. None of us knew the facts or anything. And it's unfolding right in front of us. And then I just remember seeing that. And I was like, that is terrifying. Somebody just went into a movie theater and shot all these people. And that's why I'm like scared to go to the movies now. Because I feel like that could happen. Which it could happen to anybody. So this is you're talking about the theater shooting in Colorado? Yes. During um, the Batman movie? Yes. Okay, so it happened in 2012. All right, so, so I was you, 11. 11. All right, so that's the first major... Because I don't think anything else really happened before that when I was alive. Like, um, maybe it was, but I definitely don't remember. Nothing that's that was earth-shattering. Mm-hmm. When oh. did um the... What is it called? The shooting at the high school. What was Columbine? that? Columbine. Columbine. When did that uh, happen? I want to say... I will ask my handy assistant, Google. <laughs> I, it was some... Was that in the 90s? It was 99. That's what I thought. I okay. thought, yeah, 99. Because uh, I remember that one clearly. Because that, that was probably the first major mass shooting that I can remember. That event has shaped how... You go to school? Yes. That is, like, the worst thing ever to have to think of. Like, if I go... Like, we're not allowed to have earbuds at school so that we can hear if something's happening. Okay, so have you done active shooter drills at school? So we actually had a code red lockdown for real. And it was, like, the scariest thing in my life. So there was a a threat of a Mm -hmm. mass shooter at the school that you attended? Yes. It was, like... So Parkland had happened at the end of the last school year, and this was one of the very first days of school, and it's last period, and they were like, code red lockdown, and we are sitting in the class, complete dark, last period of the day, and like, we went, we even were in there past, like, school got out, and we were still in there, because like, we didn't know what's happening, and I was just like, this is it, like, I'm about to get shot in this classroom. It was like, it was scary. Did you have those thoughts a lot going to school, in high school? Not until Parkland happened, the Parkland shooting down south. Because that's the the same state, so that's a little closer to home. I remember when I saw, like, I got the notification, like, it just said school shooting in Florida. And my first thought was like, because it was on News for Jack, so I'm like, my first thought is I text my cousin Chloe at Fleming Island. I was like, what if that was there? And so I was like, Chloe, are you okay? Like, what's happening? And then I saw that it wasn't, it was like somewhere else, but it was like, I was like. The idea of a mass shooter never crossed my mind in high school. Yeah, that's. Never. Like it, it, and now it's become, unfortunately. That's the norm. On the mind of every high school Mm -hmm. student. Yeah, it's like, because the year that it happened, I was in 10th grade when Parkland happened. And I remember, like, right after that happened, fire drills. If there's a fire drill, they the fire alarm goes off. You don't leave the classroom until somebody comes over to the thing and says, it's for real, you can leave your classroom because of what happened there. So, like, the fire alarm could be going off for real and you're not leaving your classroom. The school could be on fire and you're not leaving. That. Until the, the principal comes on and says, this is a serious thing, like, you can leave. Man, and, that, and that's... How you went to high school is just thinking of, is my school next? Yeah. My and we, we had the threats. 
And, like, there'd be days, like, if there's a threat, the school would call the parents and be like, hey, this was a threat. We took care of it. And then we still, like, a bunch of people still wouldn't go to school the next day. Because, like, what if it wasn't taken care of? What right. if it was, like, somebody else is going to go through with it? Right. So and that's, and that, that fear, I guess, probably stems from the movie theater. Definitely. Because, like, that that's all ties into it. Like, a mass shooting. Mass shooting. And because of it, you don't go to movie theaters often. Yeah, definitely not. Especially, I'm not going on premiere night. No. No. Well, for one, you'll catch coronavirus now. Yes, now. I don't even think they're open. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm not going right now. Yeah. To, because I, I, I wonder, I ask my kids, so it's all about the same age frame, seven, eight, Mm -hmm. nine, ten years old. And I wonder if my kids will remember. I imagine my oldest will remember. Yeah, he will. Coronavirus time period, mm-hmm. and what that was like. So I, when you look at society now, mm-hmm. from the eyes of a soon-to-be nineteen-year-old Gen Zer, post nine eleven, mm-hmm. when you look at the nation, what do you what? What are some issues that you're concerned about or, or Gen Zers are concerned about? What are some issues in our country that Gen Zers are concerned about? Well, I feel like we're scared to just go out because you never know what's going to happen. You could turn a corner and somebody could be just like ready to shoot you for no reason. So that's a big one. It's like people are just crazy and guns are you have a lot of access to them and like just stuff like weapons. And so people just will lose it and they don't care who you are. So that's like one of my concerns is that you never know. People just have bad intentions. And then another one is like sex trafficking, especially being a girl. Like the Walmart parking lot is not safe at dusk or really anytime because they can just come and snag you anytime. But I'm not going to Walmart by myself unless I like absolutely have to or... I don't know, like, so sex trafficking, just crazy people. Is (laughs) is the sex trafficking conversation something you and your friends talk about frequently, the concerns of it? Yeah, so a lot of the times, like, me and my friends will send each other stuff back and forth of, like, this is this girl's story, like, somebody at Walmart is trying to approach her, it's like a woman at Walmart, for like a Bible study or something. It's just like, that's how they get you to talk to them. Then they like tag you and like, then they have their their guy accomplice waiting outside ready to get you. Or they're like, yeah, come to my Bible study. And then you show up and it's like completely not a Bible study. So you're having to be mindful of your surroundings out in public as a young woman. Oh, definitely. Do you have experience of just how people have approached you and those concerns I think a lot of it like I feel like women just take a different we have a different perspective on stuff like you don't go to the gas station at nighttime because you're just not safe or if you do go to the gas station any time of the day guys cat call you they approach you and you don't know what they're doing and if you're by yourself or if they think you're by yourself they are a lot they're not as fearful if they think you're with somebody or if they see your and at least two girls 
they're you're automatically less likely to get approached by a guy because they're strength in numbers. So, right. but yeah, a lot of it is guys are just not afraid to come up to a girl and be like, "Hey, let me get your number," and I'm like, "Get away from me! You're creepy." Right. And we talked about even the concerns of sex trafficking mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. and what you've seen on TikTok and Instagram. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. So a lot of it is there's just young girls trying to have fun and just do like little TikTok dances. Then there's grown men out here commenting on these young girls like 15, 16, even younger than that. Maybe like they're minors, minors, definitely right. minors. And these guys are commenting just crude sexual stuff like that no girl wants to hear. And it's just like being rude and just being nasty too. And it just, they're just trying to have fun. And you have to just be so concerned about what somebody else is going to say or how somebody else is going to perceive the outfit you're wearing because you might be trying to give off the wrong signals even though you're just like having a good time. And yeah, a lot of... Also, young women will get, not young women, little girls, they'll have just somebody random text them on social media, and then they think, like, man, this kid, he's almost my age, like, we're in love, like, let me go meet him, and then they're just getting into the worst situation ever, and parents don't know what they're doing, and they're just, like, not aware of that, and it creates a lot of bad situations for people. Is there a, a peer pressure on young women? Like, in society, we're being told how we should dress. Oh, you should wear this. You should... Your shorts are too long. What are you doing? Like, why are you wearing such a long dress? You need to just show more. All this. It's just how people think we should be showing ourselves. And some girls are fine with it, personally. Like, I don't even wear crop tops and stuff like that. But a lot of people do wear that. And then... Like, yes, I agree, like... A woman should be able to wear whatever she wants and not get catcalled or, like, just harassed by a man because of what they're wearing. Right. We should be able to wear what we want, but now we have to be so concerned of, like, oh, if I go out in this, like, it's something you think, like, I'm giving off the wrong signals. Like, I want it or, like, I want them to come up to me when you don't. Right. And so a lot of girls are just, like, they're wearing it to be cute for themselves. And then just guys cannot... They can't handle it. They can't handle the fact that a girl could, would be do, doing something for anybody but them. Because yeah, w- what I see is there's so much emphasis placed on having your identity and your sexuality mm-hmm. and and being... Our, our culture is very sexualized. Mm-hmm. And sex trafficking is a big issue. I think one of the biggest issues... Just from what I've been reading recently and connecting pornography to sex trafficking and how a lot of pornography just is women stuck in sex trafficking and just men participating in it and young boys participating in that and conversations I've I've had that people are so overly sexualized and they just think they can just act this way out in public Mm -hmm. to just some random female who just wants to put gas in her car or walk in the mall 
like just we just want to do like random stuff normal stuff right. go to the grocery store but if i'm going to the grocery store and gym clothes maybe my gym shorts are a little too short and then a guy just thinks like well she dressed like that she's asking for it yeah it's ridiculous how so leaving high school mm-hmm. and the conversations you've had throughout your high school years would would you say is the sexual culture has it is it just infiltrating young teenagers as well it definitely is i feel like before it was you were older but you kind of looked younger so you wanted to dress like so you would look older and now it's like every like even junior high girls are wearing these outfits i'm just like how did you get out of the house like that they're wearing super tight skinny jeans with holes all in them their bellies are showing it's just it's definitely it's a peer pressure thing because if one girl's dressing like that then another girl's wearing a big t-shirt she feels like oh well is that how i should be dressing right now like i guess i have to show more like right so given the overly sexualization of our culture mm-hmm. and this really push to end sex trafficking mm-hmm. um, and even end pornographic websites where minors are exploited mm-hmm. there even. How does your generation view music that comes out? There's a recent song oh, goodness. that's popular we won't mention the names or the song due to the explicit content of the song the vulgarness the vulgarness yes. all right and it's not just one song it's multiple songs there's a lot how does your generation view that type of music so i feel like i might be one of the different people in this how i feel about these so you're in the minority i'm in the minority about this because a lot of people just hear it and they're like okay yeah this is like this is catchy but i'm one of those people i like to listen to the song i want to know what it's saying like if it's a love story i want to know what it's about but these songs that have been coming out recently are just straight up nasty and like they're inappropriate you have little girls dancing to this or like i didn't even know what it meant uncle matt had asked me about it (laughs) And I was like, oh my goodness, like, good thing I just figured out what that meant. Yeah. And it's just, like, we have little girls dancing to it. They don't know what they're dancing to, what it means at all. And it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't, I do not like it. Do, do they just like it because it's catchy? They don't, they're not thinking of the... Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them, like, TikTok makes stuff trends. So they're seeing, like this girl got a million views from doing this dance. Like, let me do the same thing. Even though it is like terrible, let your parents see you do that. And it's like, and and there's this deep desire to be noticed Mm -hmm. that I think just based on our conversation on the last episode, your generation has of uh, being noticed and getting a message across that message across. And that message could be, look at me. Yeah. Um, so they're going to give into that peer pressure of even participating in mm-hmm. provocative. Yeah, everybody wants to be TikTok famous now, so they'll do just about anything to get to it. Even if it means 
dancing and singing to a song with such mm-hmm. vulgarity. Yeah, and there's like a lot of them. I think people just, they hear it and they don't process what it's actually saying. And so like, like yeah, I'm sure you had songs when you listen to it when you're younger, you're singing along, it's great. Then you get older, you're like, oh, that's what that song is really about? Yeah. And so it's like one of those things a lot of people... But the song we're talking about Mm -hmm. is clearly... Yes. If you're not understanding what it's talking about, then you're just... Well, the TikTok version is a little bit different. Because that's like, I only heard it as one version. And then Uh, my aunt showed me the full version of it. And I was was like, what? Yes, I really was. And I was like, this is what... Like, how is this allowed? How did she... Do you think most people just know the TikTok version? I think yes. Like now, as it's like come out a little bit more, or it's like been out for a little bit longer, they've heard the real version. But that first TikTok version, I was just like, like I'm over here, like yeah, that's catchy too. But I just like I didn't even pay any attention to like what does that mean though. And then I heard what the full song was, and I was like, what? I felt like I needed to just bathe myself in some holy water. I was after, just about to say that. Yes. You know, I, I couldn't believe what I was listening to. Because I, I want to, as a pastor, I'm trying to, though my, my congregation is filled with older people, according <laughs> to you. Oh, um, goodness. Is just how, how to reach young people mm-hmm. with the gospel and seeing the things that they're being inundated with on a constant basis and oftentimes it's very sexual mm-hmm. so Jasmine will do this soon again we'll think of other conversations I'm sure this might be part two of five yes. but I imagine Ben's going to want to get back on and fight for his chair I think honestly if we do the poll I'm sorry Ben I don't think you have a shot of winning oh see that that is some <laughs> I'm throwing some the trash, shade some trash talk yes. would, would you want to have a conversation with me where you asked all the questions what would that it, would be interesting. What would it have to it? be a topic that, like, I don't know. I'd have to brainstorm a lot about that. Think about it. Yes. Okay. I think I could come up with some stuff though. Were you just asking me a bunch of? I mean, you've been in the hot seat for this episode. Yes. But I feel like it wasn't as hot as I was expecting it. You were a little nervous about it. I was very nervous. Is it because it's just? It was going to be a little bit tougher subjects than social media. Yes, that was very easy. You you handled it well. Thank you. You handled it well. Yes. Maybe one day we need an episode where it's Ben is with us also. And maybe like rapid fire some questions, whoever has the best answers. Oh. Wins the spot. Okay. And I'm ready. I know I will win. You're you're telling Ben to bring it on. Bring it on, Mr. Ben, yes. Right. Mr. Ben, because you're an old guy, Ben. <laughs> yes. So well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Combos Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to us. We're not on TikTok. Can you put a podcast on TikTok, Jasmine? I don't think so. Okay. So um, according to Jasmine, we can't do that. If we could, we would, but we can't. Until then, if you have a conversation suggestion, let us know by going to ConvosPodcast.com. You can fill it out. Uh, If you've got a question even that Jasmine would like to ask me, we'll be, we'll make that happen. Until then, we'll see you next week as we continue having conversations on a variety of subjects. See you later. Bye.